Welcome to The Excellent Fiduciary, a podcast from Roland Chris, where we explore what it takes to meet and exceed the demands of managing an employee benefit plan in today's complex market. From regulatory developments to fiduciary news and practical tips, tune in to The Excellent Fiduciary for your step-by-step guide in achieving compliance and confidence in a new fiduciary era. Now let's begin today's show with an introduction from our Roland Chris host. In today's topsy-turvy talent acquisition and management world, uh, a broad spectrum of economic, social, legal technology, and regulatory changes continually take us to a new level of strategic and tactical complexity. We continue to see exponential growth of conflicting and overlapping requirements that organizations must satisfy, and these become even greater as technology redeploys Uh, the American workforce. The nature of risk presented by these developments has changed and so must the role of senior human resources executives as they strive to ensure their organization's success. Well, I'm glad you've joined us for this episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast. My name is Ron Hagen and we're focusing today on the vital role played by an enterprise's chief human resource officer. And I'll refer to that position from here forward as the CHRO. Historically, organizations have charged the CHRO with the duty to administer the policies and procedures needed to maximize the performance of their workforce while ensuring compliance with federal and state regulations. The scope of those activities demands a diverse range of technical and management skills. And the best way to summarize the role of a CHRO in the current environment is as a risk manager. The historical role of the CHR wasn't at the center of risk management overall or really even concerned with the integration of governance, risk, and compliance, or GRC, in an enterprise's overall culture. But the very nature of risk has changed, altering how we must do business. The rapid decentralization of America's workforce from on-premise to at-home settings now requires consideration of the uncertainty of all types of risks and how best to use controls to reduce that uncertainty. For many CHROs, the focus on controls has entered their involvement in broader risk management, and as forward-thinking organizations focus more on the benefits gained from taking an integrated GRC view, the chief human resources officer has a pivotal, a pivotal, a pivotal pole role to play. While internal forces and external forces have caused organizations to increase risk monitoring, especially concerning regulatory compliance whose demands are growing daily, it seems. Examples include continuing changes in the rules for administering retirement plans and the addition of cybersecurity to the duties of CHROs. And as a result, we are seeing the emergence of risk-based performance methods that coordinate human resources, information technology, and third-party vendors through change-driven internal controls. Now, the big picture we've got to keep in mind is the desire to elevate the effectiveness of the workforce while overcoming obstacles and at the same time staying within the boundaries of legal requirements 
and the voluntary organization of values and limits that each organization establishes. Some CHROs are calling this achieving principled performance. While few would argue with the goal of principled performance and the need to reduce uncertainty as a foundational activity, most organizations have grown an internal maze of siloed responses to mandatory requirements and increased risk that leads really to a murky view of how to bring it all together. Not only are risk assessments undertaken independently in many organizations with uncoordinated schedules that burden operations, but the very nature of this siloed approach leads to a lack of information quality and inadequate information flow. The same siloed approach is then ineffectively applied to controls. Oversight by the CHRO is made more difficult, and this disarray threatens their ability to assure that the organization is doing what it must do to achieve principled performance. Let's look at the results of a survey of employers to see how CHROs are embracing the integration of CH, uh, CHRO governance frameworks. The Open Compliance and Ethics Group, or OSEG, surveyed executives in the human resources sector in order to test to what extent they are enjoying or participating in GRC integration within their organizations. Those who do so, according to the survey, are substantially more confident understanding the relationship of risks and issues that can negatively impact their management mandates. More than 75% of those CHROs using GRC-enabled human resources operations are either very or somewhat confident that they can correctly map risk to objectives and strategy, that they can identify issues that may affect goals and strategies, and assess performance against specific objectives. And almost exactly the inverse, more than two-thirds of those with ad hoc methods are mostly unsure or not confident about these essential capabilities. Well, okay, how does a GRC system for human resources look? We won't have time to drill into all the details, but I want you to have a clear outline of its parts. A GRC system is tangible because it exists as a workflow framework. The framework consists of steps that produce several benefits, and here is a list of those that are most uh, significant and most commonly enjoyed. They organize processes such as payroll reconciliation. Performance assessments are simplified. Expenses for third-party services are measured against industry benchmarks. Regulated activities get documented for proof of care. For example, ERISA's requirements for evidence of prudence in managing retirement and health plans is enhanced. And a GRC framework within the human resources sector streamlines the annual CPA employee benefit plan audit. Well, let's take a look at each of these three components of a CHRO's governance, risk, and management framework. Let's start with governance. Governance is any system that directs and controls a business unit and it's concerned with decision-making processes, accountability, control, and behavior at the top. In the human resources domain, the sphere of governance embraces two fundamental conventions, enterprise policies and regulated procedures. 
enterprise policies that are approved by senior management and the enterprise's board set the standards for human rights, employment practices, workplace, and occupational health and safety, including all relevant regulations that are applicable to the employer's HR programs. The keys to a successful CHRO framework are ongoing assessments and pertinent updates to internal and external environment changes. Documents that define the rules for employee benefit plan operation and participation, conflicts of interest restrictions, the data security approach, the investment strategy for retirement and pension plans, vendor management and periodic process audit procedures are the core of a GRC framework for human resources. Specific activities accompany each set of rules that drive their formation and maintenance. And if you'd like, uh, send me an email at excellentfiduciary at rolandchris.com, and I'd be happy to send you a template of those practices, those steps that make up the governance component of a CHRO management framework. Let's move on to the risk then in governance, risk management, and compliance. In earlier periods, HR departments focused solely on hiring, training, and managing employees. Human resource management has expanded, though, to encompass risks posed by technology, social media, the gig economy, and other factors like cybersecurity and, of course, fiduciary duty. A well-designed GRC system contains a comprehensive risk management strategy that helps prevent, monitor, and reduce risk. Five major activities underscore the risk framework, and I'll briefly uh, list them here for you. First of all, the major activities of identification of risk, both general and specific, is a key component of the CHRO management framework. And here are a few of the items that fall into those categories. Personal injury, health, environmental, economic, that's fines and sanctions for not doing things the right way, reputational risks, threat of benefit plan data and assets, and workplace abuse. Another activity that's key in the risk framework is the prioritization of risks that are based on the likelihood or frequency of occurrence and severity of the consequences. Third, a key component of the framework would be the development and maintenance of risk response procedures. That includes a collaboration with an IT department and service providers on employee benefit plan uh, servicing. Installation of procedures and communication of the risk management plan to stakeholders and risk response training for key personnel, key operational personnel, is also a fundamental and vital part of a CHRO management framework. And then finally, monitoring the risks by determining periodically if the threats have changed and if employees adhere to the framework uh, requires adjustments as necessary. All right, let's move on to the compliance segment of a governance, risk management, and compliance framework for human resources. In general, human resources compliance is validating, it's, it's the activity of validating that an organization's employment and work practices adhere to best practices. Compliance also addresses employee benefit plan rules and applicable laws and regulations while also being aware of the enterprise's larger human capital resources objectives. 
Now here's some categories of compliance attention that populate most human resources GRC systems, and there are eight of them. Let me list them for you. First of all, uh, the category uh, I'll call statutory. Uh, these are those that have to do with legislation covering minimum working age and anti-discrimination. Another category is the, are, are the regulatory mandates from agencies like the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, uh, the U.S. Department of Labor, and, and the EPA. Another category has to do with the contractual arrangements that exist between uh, the employer and some of the employees and certainly with vendors of services to the employee benefit plan complex. Union relationships under the National Labor Relations Act fall under uh, the category of human resources compliance. Human resource technology platforms, including those used by service providers such as retirement plan record keepers and health plan providers, are also embraced in the most a comprehensive GRC systems for human resources. Internal policies that drive adherence to regulatory guidelines are very key and, and central to a comprehensive GRC system. And then we don't want to overlook training. Uh, some industries require training for employees in specific areas. For example, in California, any company with five or more employees would have to provide two hours of classroom interactive anti-harassment training to every employee that's in a supervisory role and at least one hour to all non-supervisory employees. So training compliance, while not, let's say, on the most obvious, uh, among the most obvious requirements in human resources compliance, is nevertheless a very critical component. Well, as we wrap up today's session, I'll summarize why governance, risk management, and compliance for human resources operations is essential. Effective implementation helps an organization reduce risk, improve control effectiveness, security, and compliance using an integrated and unified approach that reduces the ill effects of organizational silos and redundancies. You could think of GRC as a structured approach to aligning human resources with business objectives while managing risk and meeting compliance requirements. With human resources at the center of an organization's development and on the front line of threats to its personnel and their assets, GRC is the key to principled performance. Well, thank you for joining me today. Plus, uh, please contact me with any questions about today's topic at excellentfiduciary at rolandchris.com. Our website, rolandchris.com, has more resources about the role and duties of fiduciaries who serve employee benefit plans qualified under the Employee Retirement Income Security Act. Well, join us the next time, and until then, have a great day.